0: Hello and welcome to FGC Philosophy. I'm excited to talk about this episode, but real quick, a little bit about me. Uh, Hi, Uh, Philosopher here, aka Tavy Napier, uh, Assistant Director for Western Michigan University's Esports program and their arena. Uh, I'm a lifelong gamer, love fighting games, love competitive gaming in general, and I'm just very privileged to be able to have different perspectives. Uh, on competitive gaming and/or esports. And today, I actually have a guest to join me about this important topic. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Project L. If you don't know what that is, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Uh, but I'm bringing on Mega Maxstar. He is uh, a buddy of mine that I've been working with for a long time. He's also helped a lot with the KZU FGC, he has his own tournaments going on now as well. Uh, also, a commentator, competitor. So, similar to me in a lot of ways, we're going to be talking about something that we've talked about in the past. Uh, you can look at some of our previous episodes and things that we predicted were going to happen. Uh, that did happen. Um, but first, Max, actually I have one topic that we can talk about a little bit beforehand. I think it's important and kind of relevant. Um, and for a little bit of context, let me let me back up a little bit. Uh, on Monday, we had our tournament and for Street Fighter 6, our online tournament, Mighty Modem Mondays. We do it every every Monday online. As long as you're in uh, the North America region, you can enter for free. There's a, a prize pool that's crowdfunded. Uh, and Shout what had happened in. was... huh? What's that? Shout out MMM. Yeah, m m Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I also helped start off Mighty Moda Mondays a long time ago at the start of the pandemic. Shout out. But yeah, so we had a player, and I'm not going to get into specific names. I'm just going to use it as a scenario because I think we've all seen this and or have been there ourselves. Uh, but, you know, Goku Cooper runs the stream, and I was also moderating his stream. I was commentating and everything. Uh, and there was a player that didn't perform as well as they would have liked. And it was this kind of effect where... The player was saying, I'm quitting Street Fighter 6. I can't, you know, I'm never going to get to where I want to be. I'm never going to beat these players. You know, I've been training really hard I've been playing for so many years and I'm still not winning tournaments and just like kind of this snowball effect. And it's, I don't think it's someone that, you know, it sounds very similar to someone that we might know, but it yeah. is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had this like short talk because I, I, I kind of, um we had a, a delay in the next match anyway. So I felt like it was a good time to really discuss this. So after the match we were watching was over, I, I went back to that topic and my, advice, you know, my, my short bit of advice at that time was, uh, one, I don't want to dismiss how you're feeling right now. So, like, take this with, you know, a grain of salt because right now you're in a not a good headspace. But uh, I think that part of the issue is the goal that you have in mind uh, and, like, your expectations of performance, right? It, it's like, I, there was a couple different things I said. One was, like, your goals and your expectations. The other thing is that you clearly love this thing so why are you choosing to punish yourself and taking away something that you love? Because you're not hitting this arbitrary goal that you set for yourself, right? Um, but before I get into too many more thoughts, I just want to know your perspective, like when you've seen this, if you've experienced it and like how you currently handle it versus maybe when you're in the past or when you talk to somebody else, because you're also a coach. She's also a coach for different yes. games as well.
1: Yes. I currently coach Smash Bros for a uh, university in Maryland, um, and uh, it's super nice, super great. Um, I. I coached a couple of colleges in Michigan before. Um, but uh, the, when you said that, it kind of triggered me because I thought about when I was playing and running Mighty Moto Mondays for Dragon Ball um, of a particular mm-hmm. player who said the pretty much the exact same thing. And it, it, it pretty much went down to him saying, look, I practice all the combos like I, I practiced in the training room. And I'm still losing. Like, what? what's going on? Like, it's all I'm doing. And that's every time yeah. that they would get snuffed in, in bracket, that was every time. And they would just get frustrated and upset in bracket. And I always had a hard time, like, talking to him and telling him, like, how to improve. Because there's a lot more to the game than just what you are looking at. And, like, that tiny little perspective, right? Uh, yeah. Because... In his mind, uh, in my player's mind that I'm talking about, he was so focused that he needed to get his combos down so much that if he got his combos down, that's it. Like that's that's, you know, you figured it out. It's like no, there's there's like a million other things you got to think about when you're playing Dragon Ball, right? Like there's blocking, there's like pressure, there's using your assists correctly, neutral in general. Period. Like that is such a difficult concept to grasp when you don't really understand the game because you're newer or you just don't quite under get, understand it or get it. Um, mm-hmm. So from that player's perspective, I don't know how long they've been playing Street Fighter or fighting games in long general. Time. Long time. Okay. So with that perspective in mind, <laughs> it's definitely a plateau feeling And I think this is where, like, coaching definitely comes in play, where, you know, having somebody else point out the things that you, like, aren't making that mental check or, like, visibly seeing. Even though, like, I've seen so many times of other people saying, I go back to my replays, I watch my replays, and all I see is that I lose. And it's like, nah, man, there's there's more to this. Like, did you turn on Mm -hmm. the frame data? Did you, like, look? Did you see that? Hey, this move that I got hit by is actually like minus eight. I could front, I could punish that no problem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that's definitely a plateau issue where they're just not happy with their current growth, and instead of just pushing forward or just practicing more, you just quit because it's, it's like, you know. I guess they're thinking in the head, like what is what is all of this time and effort put into? There's people that are miles better than me and I can't I can't do shit. And it's like yeah. no, that's not that's not the point. You don't have to be better than everybody else. That's not necessarily the like truth. You can just be that person that showcases your cool ass character and do cool ass moves. Like yeah. whatever you want, you know. And sure, like it sucks to lose in bracket. Everyone you know, hates to lose. I hate to lose, of course. <laughs> yeah. Like, Yeah. Uh, like I, <laughs> That's almost, exactly what I said. I too. almost got O2'd at my own weekly. I think I actually did get O2'd at my own weekly. And I was, like, devastated. And I was like, fuck, bro. Like, what am I
0: doing? Yeah. I got to practice. Well, in, in that very same tournament, me and Goku Cooper both got O2'd. And I was like, bro, I got O2'd in this tournament, all right? I've been I've been hustling as much as I can within reason, and I got bodied in this tournament. So it's like, you know, again, not to dismiss anyone else's feelings, because everyone processes emotions differently. Uh, it's like, there, there's so many different facets to this kind of thing, because I, I think what you're talking about is very practical and like applicable. You can do something with that, like you can watch your VODs, review, talk to somebody else. Uh, but I mean, one, you have to think about other players as well, it's like even not talking about the practical stuff, like the psychology of your opponent, they could be random, they could be logical, like you don't know how much training just because they've been playing the game with less time than you doesn't mean that like everyone learns at the same speed and so on and so forth. But also just the fact that like you're setting this goal for yourself and then like it's a goal that isn't something that is a solely on yourself. It's not not like an exterior goal, right? There's other factors other than yourself. Like if if you say, I want to be able to do 10 pushups, there's not many external factors that should affect that, unless you have like a really crazy life that you don't have any space or time, like at all, to do ten push-ups and like practice that. Uh, but when you're talking about winning in a tournament, there's several other people that are in that tournament, and there's different characters, and there's a lot of knowledge that you may or may not have that they do have. So there's a lot of external factors that affect that goal. Uh, and then, like, on top of that, not hitting that goal. And choosing to punish yourself, right? Because in my eyes, I feel like uh, this is a punishment on, on oneself. It's like I'm taking away the thing that I love because I don't deserve to have it. That's what I hear when I see that. <laughs> yeah, right. That's that could definitely
1: wrong. what I'm hearing too, for sure. I mean, it, it definitely is a punishment. Because who who are you? Who are you like saying like I got the better of you in that situation? It's like myself. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm I'm. Picking myself over myself for no reason.
0: Yeah. So I, I kind of want to just talk on that a little bit because like it's something I'm processing now, and maybe potentially if there's something useful here, we can we can share that out. Because I think it's something that has to be revisited again and again, especially with new games or when a game gets older and so forth. That like on one side, yeah, you know, I encourage people to work hard and train and get better at the game, but at the same time, you have to temper your expectations and not set these goals and. Uh, emotional responses to these goals that aren't always realistic or really productive to have. You can control, like learning how to do a better like mix up or learning Oki or learning a combo execution. These, w- these are things that will help you get towards winning a tournament. But winning a tournament is such a like it's such an ambiguous goal. I want to win this tournament. Okay, are you watching <laughs> all the people in the tournament? Are you watching every single opponent and like how often they're playing their matches? Are you understanding the matchup like as much as possible? There's so much. To being able to attain that goal, so I don't know. That's kind of my my thoughts on that. I not only on quick. top of that, but I think you should ask the players who won
1: how many times they've had to lose in bracket historically, like not yeah. just this game, but like through their whole fighting game career before they're even like close to top three, right? Mm-hmm. These guys, like some people, sure, you know, they they rise right right through two O's, boom, 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 but then yeah. they're most of the normal people who eventually become better. O twos, O twos, one two, one two, one two, two two, 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 and then three-two, yeah. three-two, you know, lose, lose, lose. Some some weeks you have it worse than others. But mm-hmm. and then finally you get that one week. That one week you beat your bracket demon, you push through, and <laughs> that's that's your that's your dub. You know, the world yeah. is your oyster at that point. But yeah, he's putting himself at a point where he can't he can't, like, improve anymore if he's just going to quit and he just wants to mm-hmm. give up and not attempt other ideas or other practices. Because, look, there, th- especially with this game in its infancy, there is a lot that a new player can, like, learn from and change for their play style. And, and it's very obvious. The thing about Street Fighter 6 is it's really obvious who's better and who's not. You can just visually tell, and you're like, okay, that person isn't confirming their lights. They're not using Drive Rush co- like correctly to, like, in neutral or for pressure. They're not finishing their combos. They're, like, fucking up their Oki all the time. Like, it's just those small things, but then also everything else in between. Like, you can... There's so much that you can tell from just, like, one match, one battle. And you can say, like, yeah, yeah this is what you absolutely did wrong, and this is why.
0: Yeah, I feel that. And, I uh, mean, yeah, everyone's different, so I don't... I, uh, I feel like that's very obvious. There's so many different aspects of the game that you can kind of hone in on one specific thing, which is what I recommend. Like, you don't want to overwhelm yourself. And this is a game where mental stack is abundant, uh, no, no matter what character you're playing. Uh, 5, there were certain characters that were very straightforward and you didn't have a lot of mental stack. In this game, the universal mechanics in general caused that mental stack on top of the character uh, abilities and such. So I think that, you know, I I played a character in 5 that mental stack was always a thing that I had to do to other people and also be aware of because I didn't have the same defensive tools as other characters. So I feel like even though I'm learning a little bit slower than other players, I'm not as, like, upset or salty at the fact that there is a lot of mental stack because I just, I'm I just deal with it, and I learn. I do one thing at a time. Like, okay, right now I'm just working on reacting to di's. Right now I'm just working on anti airs. Right now I'm just working on my combos. Uh, and if I lose because I I'm trying to work on my combos and I miss an anti air, it's like, well, did I get my combo right? Did I did I do these things? So yeah, it's a it's a continuing conversation that I, I want to keep on you know revisiting. But uh, I did think that you know, especially having you on here and your experience with coaching and competing and commentary, uh, you think I thought you'd have a good perspective on it. too.
1: The thing that like I think about when we talk about this is something Sajam said that uh, I still think about a lot because it makes sense to kind of break these bounds and for a coach it's great. Mm-hmm. Pick something that you want to do when you load up in your in your game, like your versus match, and that is your goal. That is your not winning, not losing, hitting. You know. Uh, this match, I want to hit like every single anti-air. This match, I want to like land all of my supers. This match, I want to do that one combo that I just practiced for fifteen minutes, and that's it. Don't focus about winning. Don't focus about losing. Focus about that one thing that you want to achieve. And guess what? Turns out, winning and losing doesn't matter. Then you start thinking, "Damn, I I just did that. I like I pulled that off finally in a real match, and mm-hmm. now." The gears are turning, and now you have that muscle memory. Um, yeah. It's just small things like that that can really change how you think that can make it better for you. Um, and you can do it subconsciously. Like it's that easy from doing something that simple as pick something you want to do and do it. And then eventually your mental starts to change, and hopefully, you're not focused on damn, bro, I just lost rank points or I just, you know, I just demoted. And it's like, it doesn't matter if you demote, man. Like, that dude yeah. that beat you, he smoked you. And you want to know why? Because you're suck. <laughs> you got to improve. <laughs>
0: yeah. And uh, for people who are trying to get the easy out of saying, oh, well, Save Jam's not good at the game. One, you're wrong. He is good at game. He games. is good at the game. But two, this is something that top-level coaches and and performers and competitors uh, and uh executives and such have all said as well like this is not just something that Sageam is saying this is like the experts in psychology say this sort of thing you can't efficiently learn multiple things at the same time so right. even if you're saying you know discrediting Sageam for whatever reason which he's very experienced uh it's still very reputable outside of just esports just in general learning something you do it one thing at a time so yeah thank you for that
1: yeah of course Okay, so moving on to the main topic.
0: (laughs) Man, so in case you didn't hear, uh, one, Project L is a fighting game that's being developed by Riot, the people who created League of Legends. Nice hat, by the way. (laughs) Uh, Two, they hire Tony and Tom Cannon, who are not only the co-founders of Evo Evolution, the biggest fighting game tournament in the world, uh, they're also the creators of GGPO, which is one of the best, uh, if not the best, uh, netcode service for uh, game developers. Yeah. So yeah, if you you know if you want to make a game, uh, that's the the expectation right there. That's like the cream of the crop in terms of net play connection. which fighting games, you, you got to have a good connection to play the game online. It's just yeah. the way it is. And historically, AAA studios have not been on top of that. Um, the last few games, like Strive and Street Fighter Six, have finally started to work on that. Uh, older games are starting to get some better net code some as well, love. like Dragon Ball.
1: Yep. Uh, hopefully
0: that, that comes out soon. I think maybe in Samurai Showdown as well. Samurai Showdown. It's, it's becoming an expectation. Uh and, and I'm excited. But nonetheless, they just dropped some more information uh today. A heap load or day. yesterday. A massive load of information.
1: <laughs> it's it's <laughs> yeah. kind of crazy because this is really what we've been like waiting for. This is specifically like what we have been waiting for. And this is yeah. a crazy amount of information. As well as like so much that has shown that we can now digest as like people who are excited for this product. Before we had the same 30 second clip from this random like post that they did like six years ago or whatever it feels like. But now we actually have like footage of the actual game being played. And let me tell you, it's, Stunning, beautiful, and I'm so excited to play it. And I'm so jealous that I won't be able to go to Evo to play this game. That they are play testing it at Evo. People are going to love this game. Also, I think they're going to do an announcement at Evo. I'm pretty sure. It's from how it sounds. So, I think it'll be
0: on a date. I don't it's know release date.
1: I don't know, but it definitely. I will think a character happen. unveil. I think it's going to be characters for sure. Um uh, yeah. Open beta maybe. But people so from the videos I've been watching from all the other content creators uh they've been saying that the game's definitely not done yet. So mm-hmm. that makes me believe that there's still a lot more structure on the back end that still needs to get fixed. I'm but they have the they have the battle game, they have the fighting they got the character select and that's good for me so far, man. I've yeah, got secondary that.
0: animations. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, it's, I'm super excited for this. I, I do think to finish up the conversation about Evo, I think it'll be multiple characters that they announce for the game. I agree. Uh, probably Alawi for sure.
1: Yeah, because they said they were working on Um yeah. Well, I think they're going to announce new characters. Characters that we don't no, yet. Even though yep. there, so right now there are th- three characters, four characters. Sorry, four Um that we've only been able to see uh, in mm. this in this current mode, and that's Darius, Echo, Ari, and I didn't, I didn't see Jinx though. No, Jinx isn't Jinx I is only saw three first. characters so that's far. A, that, I think that's it, and that must be okay. it. So. Obviously, we know that Jinx, Katarina, and Alawi are all in this game. Because they were in previous builds that they showed. So they Mm -hmm. are somewhere in the codes, whatever. I think they're going to show a character that's not in those. They'll probably show one of them. They'll probably show uh, Jinx, is my guess.
0: Yeah, I think Jinx and Allawi are two that I think they do a showcase for. Because Allawi, they only tease a little bit. They showed actual Jinx gameplay. It just looked very rough at the time.
1: Yeah, but that was way back. So that was yeah. like 2020. So they got... Yeah. Or 2019, I guess.
0: So it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a little while. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm excited for it. I, man, there, there's a couple of good topics to discuss on this. Um, I want to watch the Dev Diary before we hit some of those points. I feel like there was one more point that I was going to hit, but I can't remember what it was now. So I'll, I'll circle back to it later on. But... Um, I do have this pulled up. Hey everyone, it's our favorite time of year.
2: So, we thought we'd check in and let you all know what's happening with Project L. From the start of this project, we felt that if we were going to make a fighting game, we needed to bring something new to the genre. We're investing in some big ideas that we hope will unlock new kinds of fun for fighting game fans. I'm happy to introduce one of those big bets for you today, which some of you have already suspected. Project L isn't just a tag-based fighting game. It's a 2v2 team-based fighting game.
1: So this is the one thing I wanted to show uh, right before they... Um, right before we go too crazy. But obviously, the game's 2v2, which is super exciting. Um, but on this screen specifically, um, they show the like character select a little bit. And it is super quick, but I do really like how it looks. And it looks... Really good and very like UI smart, and I mean this because there's a lot of look. League isn't known for great UI. All right, we've all played League of Legends. All right, we've all been on the client. Client's not great. All right, but (laughs) obviously the Cannon Brothers know what they're doing because this this UI looks beautiful and it's very interactive and it makes sense even from a spectator's uh, standpoint immediately. You can even see whether or not that person is using a fight stick, which that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty neat. Hmm. And of course this also lets you know like, you know, which side you're on and if you're point or secondary, like you pick that right there. And that's really nice. I think that's like super duper helpful team-based fighting game.
2: This means that teams of two players can face off together in the same match with each player piloting a single champion. So we're building a game where you can play with your friends as well as against
0: them. Let me toss it over Sean to explain it. how it works. We called it! <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta talk about that real quick, too. So, uh, in case you missed the uh, our, our past episodes, this is years ago, I think. I think this is it years is, ago. It is years and ago. I feel like a lot of people didn't uh, like believe what we were saying, and the whole thing was that in case you didn't catch that th- through the audio version or whatever, uh, the game is two players versus two players. There's four total characters, kind of like Marvelous Capcom, uh, like a uh, one or whatever, or or Infinite, right, mm-hmm. or Power uh, Battle for the Grid, something yep. like that, where it's a tag fighter. You can switch characters in tag. and out. Um, so each player would control one character, and. Uh, In theory, like for a maximum four players, you can control one character, your teammate controls the other one. Yep. uh, And same thing on the other side. There is a mixture of that that they'll talk about, I'm sure. But the biggest thing is that you can do one. This is one of the. Yeah, this is going to be one of the first games in a long time, for uh, long fighting games uh, since probably DOA that has had a tag mechanic. And DOA was nowhere near as popular as as this is going to be. So I I think this is huge. And I think this is one of the things that fighting games have lacked for a long time because. It's just team-based games do better. I don't think it's just because it's a fighting game that it's not popular. I think it's because that you know you have two players on a screen fighting versus ten players on a screen going at it. Right? There's more camaraderie. There's more drama. There's more entertainment. Uh, there's a lot more once-in-a-lifetime opportunities that are going to happen. I mean, you still have a lot of Evo moments and things like that, of course. But I-, I do think in terms of like mainstream esports spectators events. This is going to be one of those things that helps fighting games like kind of break through. Uh, I think Street Fighter 6 is helping with that too. Yes. But that's, I agree. A, that's an aside. Uh, but I think this, the anticipation alone of this game is going to make other games more popular, other fighting games. Battle for the Grid, I'm calling it now, is going to get more popular, especially with Max bringing it up as well. Yeah. Uh, people getting ready for the game, they're going to start streaming that game. People are going to be like, wait, there's a Power Rangers fighting game. You're going to have a whole new influx of people with simple inputs. And so, yeah, I think it's going to be very huge. similar. I, I think that one alone is huge.
1: Crazy enough.
0: Yes. Yes. So, Very similar inputs. No crazy pretzel motions. So, nope. if you're newer to fighting games, it's not an easy game. I'm not, it's not an easy game, but there's no crazy <laughs> inputs to kind of gatekeep you from learning the game.
3: And that hurts. Maybe I just
0: handshake and you jump up after. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. Okay. Hey, it's clockwork.
3: Get spin. <laughs> right, it's going to be cheap. Are you ready?
0: Oh,
2: you like that? <laughs>
3: That's kind of clean. Yeah. You do love to see it. Y'all have no idea how long I've been waiting to talk about this. This is Clock, one of our game designers. Yo, what's up, everyone? Yo, what's up, guys? Let's get
0: into it. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Okay, so I just got to bring this up real fast. That guy, Clockwork, is a very well-known Marvel player, like top Marvel player. Like, I think he's won several tournaments. And so he was like a really, really cool player. So the fact that he's one of the developers, again, the quality of this game is going to be so damn good. Man, I can't I can't stress that enough, and I feel more confident every time we see something new from this this, this company. Um, a lot of people, Ruflemonger,
1: say Jam. Um, I've heard them repeat the same thing that this is a fighting game made by fighting gamers, and that is one hundred percent true. It is hitting every single point that like fighting gamers want in a fighting game so far, and that's what yeah. makes this game interesting, and also what makes the like actual direction behind this game. Very interesting too. Duo play works a bit like tag team wrestling. One player controls the champ on
3: stage and the other waits off screen for their teammate to find the right moment to tag them in. In our last update, we showcase some of our tag mechanics, all of which were designed from the ground up to encourage teamwork. Sharing in victories, defeats, performing combos together, or saving your partner in a clutch moment are just some of the new ways you can experience the
0: game as a duo. That's the universal L burst will mechanic. One v one, two v two. So yeah, if you mm. watch this, uh, the YouTube video, uh, it is in like four K. So I recommend yeah. doing that if you can.
1: Because this game looks pretty. Like the the renders that they've shown of the current cast, they look really good. Like really, really good. The uh, intros and outros, um, is just phenomenal. The like level of quality they've put in
3: and even 2v1 matchups. So don't worry, solo players. You can still play as a solo tag team fighter and control both chances. Like, look at
1: once. that render. It's so pretty. Fight your own battles or bring a
3: friend. The look
1: at is Echo, yours. bro. Time to throw yeah.
3: He looks so good. <laughs> Whatever your setup, our systems are designed to feel fluid and rewarding for players on stage and off screen. And that starts before you even get into a match. Before the game starts, each team can choose to customize how their champs play together with something we're calling the Fuse system.
1: Okay. So, this is the biggest reason why also people are saying this is a fighting game made for fighting
0: gamers. Now, Savian, I don't know if you've seen this part. Okay. I heard Max talk about it. I haven't actually seen it. I, I was listening to it while while doing some work, so I didn't see any of it. This shit's crazy. Like,
1: honestly, this is cool. This is what makes the game replayable. So, These are runes, fuses, whatever you want to call them. You know, they call them fuses, but these are the League of Legends runes, you know. This is how you pick how you're going to play your match or play your, you know, team. And I think there's three or four, and we can... See two on the screen right here 2x assist and double down. That's just two of them. 2x assist allows you to call your assist and they'll do their action. And then you can press the assist button again and they'll do another action, which is pretty nuts. Um, double down is being able to DHC, uh, delayed hyper combo, super into another super. Um, mm mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. I'll probably end up using that one. I love
0: DHCing. That's just one of my favorite things in fighting games. The DBZ player over
1: there. I agree though. uh, The other one, um, I don't remember what it's called, but it's pretty much a plain just boost when you're low on health. Um, It is just a strict steroid stat buff when you hit a certain, Mm. like, I think, like 40% health. Um, And then the last one uh, is you can pick an assist. Um, or you call an assist and then um, they've shown it here you can do handshake tags so that means you swap to the other person and then you can swap back again in the same motion so Mm. you can like sandwich people you can swap to your other ally they're hitting them and then you can swap back to your other to the person who initially started the swap and Mm. then keep going Which is some cross tag shit, and the fact that you can do that with two people—imagine the amount of like nuts shit that people are doing when Mm -hmm. it's just like because this is—you don't just like, you know, set this up. You have to do it on the fly, and that's what makes this shit cool. Is because when you are able to do something like that, where you swap, hit somebody, or start a block stun, and then swap back, and you both are able to. Courtney, as a team, to be able to open up your opponent, like that's some that's some, some big smart brain galaxy shit. brain and stuff, man. By the way, they're saying that this game is degenerate, and they don't mean that by a bad <laughs> thing. It's by you can high, low, up, down, left, right, grab left everyone. and right, left and right. You can absolutely demolish your opponent in the block strings and. They've talked about how defense is a little weak, but still has some decent options. Like there's push block, which is great, Um, Mm -hmm. but they're saying push block costs one bar, which is too much. A lot of people are saying.
0: So yeah, I mean that's why they're testing it out. (laughs) This shit's sick. Like I'm
1: sorry to pause again, but this shit, this and again, this doesn't mean this is all they're gonna get. There, there could be more. There can be so many other ways that you can make this interesting. And playable with other characters, other teams, like, this is sick. This is so
0: sick. Yeah. And the, the last point that I'll make, too, is that I, I can't wait for the emotional pop-offs of having a team win a fight. Yeah. Like, I've never watched a lot of Double Smash, so I'm sure it's very similar to that. But, like, seeing a fighting game because fighting game pop-offs are pretty good like the celebration right. not like playing well but legendary I, I, I'm excited I'm excited and you see lift and Punk over here match that with League off.
1: players who just got into fighting games because they love League of Legends who also yeah, do double lift. the similar crazy pop-offs on stage
0: it's yeah no absolutely
1: The when once we see a pro uh, ex-pro league player playing with an ex-pro FGC player we we done seen it all we done seen it all <laughs>
3: Yeah. With fuses, you can choose between powerful synergies that change up your duo's playstyle and really allow player expression to shine. I want to talk about one Absolutely. fuse called 2x assist. This allows your team to throw out two assists back to back instead of just one. With each champion having two assists and some of them being chargeable,
1: there is a lot to discover. But you can always and they talk about you can hold down assists find out what feels right. and make really your assists come up. Like here. they will run towards the enemy.
0: Yeah. Which you know, is pretty I, cool. I highly recommend watching this video. Uh, I'll put a link in the description, the show notes, for the audio listeners. Uh, because it's, it is hard to explain all of it. But I, and in watching it, you'll probably have to watch it a couple times. Because, again, it's like a Marvel game. It's going to get crazy.
3: Yeah. Can't wait to see what you come up with. <laughs> Teamplay is at the heart of Project L's design and the foundation of the game overall. We know it's a difficult design challenge to get right. But we spent a lot of time figuring out how to make dual plays something truly unique and special for you all to enjoy. And best.
1: Look how good this game is, man. I'm sure you've got like loads this of is so pretty. So keep them close.
2: Because I have one more thing to tell you all. I'm thrilled to say that Project L will have a playable demo at Evo. But you can come try out the game on the show floor. We'll have four champions available, no sign up required. Four Whether champions available. Not, look out for another update with more reveals soon. There's only three that's been shown, I think. Go check out this full 2v2 match between four of our devs. Link in the description below. I do recommend watching it because it's cool. Thank it's you all for watching.
1: And see you in Las Vegas. Pretty sick. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic news. News. I was literally screaming in my living room once I watched this stuff and saw the 2v2 was real. Once, once I like saw it and I was like, this is real. This is incredibly real. I was just screaming. I was like, I can't believe it. We guessed it.
0: We knew. I gotta go find the old clips. I gotta go find the old clips. We got, like, em,
1: just, we got them on the <sighs> podcast, man. Like, they're there. Oh,
0: man. I, I'll just look up Project L because we talked specifically about Project L like two or three times. I'm pretty sure
1: from the first podcast, we talked about possible 2v2. And if not, no. Actually. The second one, for sure. The second one, 100%, because we knew what was going to be shown.
0: Like, or what, they like showed. Was they showed two, it was a two v two, and I mean, they showed the net code. That's exactly, it. and we we knew
1: immediately. Then it's like, this is possible. They could yeah. do this,
0: yeah, and people are like, no,
1: it's, it's impossible. They won't let. They don't want people to have fun. Fun's for losers.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, no, it's. Um, I don't think it's gonna be an easy game by any means. No, which is not a bad thing. I, I think the game is gonna have a lot of longevity. In part, because of that so I, I'm go
1: for it oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to send you a exact timestamp, and I just want you to pull this up. Um, this okay. is a timestamp from or a uh, like a stock clip from Ruvelmonger's video, and this is his control schemes. Um, I kind of wanted to show this off for stream because I find this particular picture very interesting. Um, like, just because this gives us an idea of what we need to be like looking at. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this was his controls for when he was play testing. So we got the magic series, we got light, medium, heavy, right, and then we have special one, special two on the bottom, right. So confirmed, there is no motions. It is special buttons. So you can press a direction and a special and that will be that. But there's no quarter circles, nothing no pretzel motions, none of that. Um, Dash macro at the top right. So that's some Guilty Gear Strive shit. Tag on the bottom right. <laughs> Perry macro on the bottom right. So they're utilizing first of all, the whole the whole thing. Like, when I play Dragon Ball, I have, like, two buttons that I don't use on my fight stick, like, to be honest. Because I don't I don't need it. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. Like, I have all of the uh, shortcuts I can do myself, and it's not hard, right? And even then, other games, right? Like, yeah, Street Fighter, you have to use pretty much all of it. Maybe you're saving not one because it's that bottom right one. Maybe you don't want to yep. use that one. Maybe you do. I don't.
0: I have it as Perry, but I never
1: use it. I, you know, I've been meeting to set it as Perry, but again, I just, I just, it's, it's a really yeah, simple,
0: it's easy. yeah, it's a really simple one. Pinky on di and the two fingers, yeah, on yeah, Perry.
1: So <laughs> this is interesting because, of course, they've also said that launchers are down heavies. So, like, that mm. is a just natural. Marvelous. Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent Marvel versus Capcom. Two Capcom, infinite in some ways. Um. So, like, this... And I think this is a, the correct way forward because it makes... Like, you and I can both look at this and then when we watch the footage, it, it, we can make sense of the combo structures, right? Yeah. We, we, and every single attack is pretty much jump-cancelable. So this gives you an idea of, like, okay, these are what... This is what we're looking for in buttons, obviously, and, um, you know, you can kind of start mapping out how people are playing this game now because you can watch it and then you're like, I don't understand how they're doing this. Well, now that you you have an idea of what, what it looks like, it's not hard. Yeah. It's really, really simple. And I think that's a good thing. People, I know for a fact, people are going to say this is a bad idea and that you shouldn't have non-motion controls, yada, yada, yada. Save it, mm. save it, save it. Get.
3: Yeah.
1: Hey, block this mix up. Then then talk to
0: me. <laughs> then talk to me. Yeah. All right. It, I, <laughs> we don't need, we don't really need the inputs. Like, I'm not saying they should go away for all fighting games, but man, I, that argument is so old. And like, when Street when Fighter 6 was coming out, uh, like, during the beginning of the release, the term that was floating around for a little bit was woke controls. <laughs> and I was like, oh my yeah, God. Bro. Like, I hope I, I, I hope I come across someone that says that in person, oh. like, legitimately. Like, please, please yeah, talk to me. Yeah, not ironically, I haven't ever seen a person actually say that like in person. Maybe that's just because it's too cringy to say it out loud, but shut up. And, <laughs> and
1: like we, we now with you know the history of SF6 up to this point, you know, it's been like a month now since the game's come out. It's been a while, some month and a half, something like that. Yeah. yeah so we know now modern controls aren't that crazy, bro. Like, and when you're playing against a modern player too you know how to play against them. You know that they have instant supers, instant specials. And yeah, that might seem jank, but the fact that you know that makes them predictable. And mm-hmm. you know, that that also will set aside good modern players from bad modern players who just, you know, use very easy, simple tactics and abuse that system. If you are smart enough and you understand the game's system and also the fact that like I, I've had games in ranked where I was like getting my ass beat and I was like, damn, bro, this guy's anti-airing me like crazy. And then I look I look <laughs> and I'm like, he's modern. Okay, okay. And then, yep, I look, and exactly. then, and then immediately I get it. And yep. I walk up, I block, what does he do?
0: Sure, you oh, what is that? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> I Cammy, I play the Cami just like that. I'm like, how is she doing? The entire DP so fast, and how was she hitting those those cannons? Like the the air uh, eh, dive kicks eh, and everything. Eh, like <laughs> what is okay? I didn't like think about it until the rematch, and I was like, oh, modern. modern controls. Oh, okay, okay. And like I don't that. look down on modern controls or anything, but like you do have to make that slight adjustment where it's like, okay, I can't like if they know how to play the game and they're using modern. Like anti airing is like you can't jump in on them. No, you just, you you just, just can't. can't. You
1: just can't. And if like you do, DJ or can't, you, no. you gotta be smart about it. Like, really smart about yes. it, too. Yep. And that doesn't mean like your play style or your like game plan has changed at all. In fact, it makes it even simpler in some ways because you, as a player, especially if you're playing classic, know the limitations that modern has, right? And now you know, mm. and now you know how to play against it. Sure, you're going to get your ass beat a couple times. Like, I've gotten my ass beat by a couple moderns. It, like, it happens, you know? But they sometimes, modern players get that extra layer of understanding that you don't quite get because, you know, that learning curve wasn't as difficult for them. But it's still them yeah. interested in the game and playing it. And for you, As a competitor, it gives you an even more unique understanding of a different type of player that exists. And that's, you know, people are going to complain about that. But, like, look, you want more people in your fighting games? This is how you do it. This is how you do it. Like, right. My finger won't point down. Right here. Like, (laughs) that's how you do it. Like, you make it simple. You make it easy and, like, digestible to understand and people can pick it up at a party at their you know friend's house whatever do cool stuff right and like this this is what you need because if you put motion controls in a game that primarily isn't even made for people who play this type of genre you know like these people play league of legends and you know what league of legend players do i I can't bring my mouse. I'm like I don't know if you can hear this, but just I'm pressing R. (laughs) I'm pressing R. Did my move happen yet? Like that's that's what League of Legends players are doing. And you might you might be like, oh well, you know they can do it because it's hard. And like I've played Riven. Riven's crazy. And it's like, look, man, combos. Yeah, Riven's got combos. Look, man. If you if you ever played root uh, if you ever played rise in season 3 uh uh-uh. uh bro you're just like smashing your hand on that on that keyboard just and then <laughs> you you do cool stuff you do really neat things and mm-hmm. somehow you win sometimes you lose it happens look ha- yeah. half the time league players don't actually know what's going on in their game especially in team fights shit happens and they're like we won. I did it. And
0: <laughs> so, League players, yeah. they need this, okay? We're babies. We need. I do want to mention, too, <laughs> um, for the Marvel players out there, uh, you can press light and medium. Uh, you can press light and medium, and uh, that'll do a, a dash as well. And there is wave yes. dashing. And I that is very similar to Marvel. It actually, specifically, uh, the content
1: creators have said it is Marvel 3 wave dashing. And yeah, yeah so you can press down. Or press both lights at medium, cancel it. I don't know if you can do the the plink dashing. I don't think they'll allow that, but I'm sure you can press it down to cancel the yeah. movement and then continue to do that. Because I know plink dashing was really, really crazy in Marvel 3, and you could just like dash across the screen like hella fast.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was as common as melee wave dashing. Like if you didn't wave dash, yeah. unless your character didn't have a wave dash. Which he, must you did. you need to be doing it, yeah. Like zero doesn't have a, a forward. No, he doesn't have one. He just got run. He technically does, but it's trash. Right? <laughs> you wouldn't want to do it. He has a good back wave dash, but his forward wave dash. He has a teleport or like a like a um, basically like Kimberly's run kind of thing. It, yeah. It's kind of similar to that, and he can side switch. So you, he has tools that do better than a normal wave dash anyway, with different lengths. Uh, so yeah, a lot of characters could wave dash. Some of them were limited. Like Hulk didn't really have a forward wave dash or anything like that. And. This is
1: also like to say the layer of expertise that you need for Project L because if you can wave dash well, your movement capabilities are astronomical and that's something that you need to learn, right? That's not, and it's not hard, but it's not easy either, right? You just, you have to understand the motion, the rhythm and how it actually works to then Cancel your dash into a crouch, into a dash. And wow, it looks like you're
0: <laughs> bobbing your like head. Your yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, the character looks like he's just like dancing they're, around. They're the just they're crazy. Just... Yeah. It's very much like Korean backdashing looking in, in Tekken, and, or I guess Melee uh, 2 kind of looks like that. Oh, Melee 100%. Degree. Absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're, they're more like
1: they got like one hand down and one hand up. They're like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, what I are you Marvel doing, way, bro? It looks cool. Like, I, I'm well, going to play some Marvel now. Dang, man. Right. Uh, I got to get ready to go watch some um, Secret Invasion, though. Um, uh, yeah. I'm going to go do some of that. But no, I definitely think like we got to keep checking in on this. This has been kind of like one of the fun, more fun episodes to kind of check in and talk about Project L and seeing, you know, t- reflecting on our predictions and the things that are coming out. I also want to say, too, there's a lot of content creators out there. Uh, I, I don't want to shout out Maximilian Cause he already has a lot of followers, but like, um, what was it D- Dotto Doya, Doya, Rufe Montgomery, Jam Craft, Jam Craft, Say Jam. Um, Say Jam played it. Um, yeah.
1: I heard Yipes was in there too, and also, Ooh. um, um Yipes commentary. Yeah, bro. The, apparently, PCC? Say Jam was playing with Yipes. He was two v twoing with Yipes, like as a teammate, which. Man, um, see, like, think about that. By the way, uh, just <sighs> the end note. Think about the eSport events where you have two legendary FGC heads. Oh my god, playing like, with another two legendary FGC
0: heads, oh, and it's the craziest like, combinations champ.
1: too. Craziest combinations.
0: I, I want to see Filipino champ and Kane Blue River. Uh, anyone <laughs> who knows those two knows that would be hilarious to see on one team. <laughs> so, oh my god, yeah, definitely. LFG and the DSP. Give all of these. LT, LTG and DSP. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I'm begging. I'm begging. Oh, my gosh. Yes. The one time I'd want to see those two. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, the raid. But anyways, what were you going to say? Uh,
1: I think that was really it. It's just... I mean, I think that would be really great. Um, definitely, like, support these people. They are long-time people in the fighting game community, and they... um. Are they've been under, doing it for a long time. They've been doing this for a long time, and it's been a privilege that they've been able to go to Riot and actually do this because Riot is uh giving them a lot of
0: trust right now to yeah. not talk. And I know they're under contract, mention, but uh, Tom, Tommy, and to- Tommy and Tony, Tommy and Tony Cannon, and. Tony Cannon and Tom Cannon. Again, I guarantee you. Those two had something to do with bringing those, play- those specific people on. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's who they they're know. They're so ingrained It's in all community.
1: about who they know. You know? Yeah. Like, I'll, of course you accept an invite from them, right? Like, they've known each other for years.
0: Yeah. I, I, I hate to keep stroking Riot's ego, but as a former developer, as a former animator, uh, someone who's worked in, like, sales for a long time, they're doing it right. They they're doing, doing it, right. it so right. Like they I don't are. think you could do it any better than how they're doing it. Um Street Fighter has been doing great with 6. Yep. Um in a lot of different ways too. So not to take anything away from them, Capcom but Riot has, has more resources. Yeah. You know, for they, sure. they they're huge. The um they're more ingrained in esports as a whole. Like the, the the company as a whole is esports and is gaming. Like their origins of Riot and how they started off with StarCraft and, you know, uh Dota and all that kind of stuff back in the day. Like they they are, they live and breathe gaming. You yeah, know, it yeah. was mostly MOBAs slash RTSs, but now, you know, they branch off into shooters, RPGs, um, Trading card auto games. battlers, card games. You know, they got a, you know, they're turning into the Google or the Amazon of video games at this point, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, of esports, I should they're say. Their own AAA company now. So pretty much, yeah, yeah. And I, uh, you know, they have their controversies, I'm sure, but as when talking specifically about developing games and, and this, Particular case, fighting games—they're doing it really well, and they—I'm just really happy they hired two really passionate people that know the FGC and have treated the FGC very well. Smartest the move they made for sure. Amen. All right, man. This has been a great conversation. Thank you again for joining me. Uh, I'll put Mega Max Stars uh, links in the description down below. Make sure you check him out as well. Um, he has locals. If you're local to Michigan, you know Midwest area. Come through our tournaments. We got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff happening at Kalamazoo right now. Two weeklies. We got a monthly that's like kind of combining right now. Um, we have more tournaments to come in the future. The anime convention this weekend that we're doing at Dokidocon. So Kalamazoo uh, is is doing pretty well in terms of fighting games. So make sure you, if you're in the area, check us out. That said, thank you guys so much, and we'll see you all in the next one.